You have found Behind the Lines presented by BetMGM for Week 9 in the National Football League. My name is Stephen Andres, Managing Editor at TheLines.com. Joined each and every week on this show by Christian Cipollini, Trading Manager at BetMGM. In this episode, we will look back at the week that was betting in the NFL, the biggest public wins, the biggest public losses. We will also look ahead to the opening lines, the early week lines at BetMGM, spreads and totals. I will share an early week wager I have placed over at BetMGM, and we will see whether or not the public got a little bit of revenge or it is the bloodbath of the week for another week this week. Christian, how are you, my friend? Uh, I know the Phillies lost. I'm still not over it, but we will try and stay professional. Yeah, time to move on. Yeah, <laughs> awful. <laughs> yeah, pretty bad. Although my uh, coworker Eli Hershkovich and uh, his podcast partner Mo Nawara, Braves fan, uh, weren't too upset about it. So <laughs> I will. I will continue to remind Mo though that he's lost the Phillies in the playoffs two years in a row. Back to back. <laughs> all right, all right. So let, let's talk NFL here. Um, how was week eight in the NFL? Was it a public win or a public loss? Well, it would have been a public win for you as long as you avoided the Chiefs game. So I'd say it was a very, very small win for the book, and most of it stemmed around that Chiefs game uh, being the big winner for the book on the weekend. Killed a bunch of parlays, a bunch of teasers. Mm. Uh, so that was the one that saved us. The Eagles uh, and the Jets games both pushing also helped because we did have uh, big liability on both of those sides. So the Eagles were up 14, ended up winning by seven. So that helped us. Uh, the Jets were losing, but then, you know, just pushed that one, which we had liability there. So I'd say those three saved the book from what probably should have been a losing weekend. Um, and then Kansas City being the big one that, that made it just a very, very small winner. Obviously, none of us knew that Patrick Mahomes was sick until Sunday morning when those reports started to surface. However, I will at least mention the aforementioned Eli and Mo, who were all over the Broncos last week on our sister show, Beat the Closing Numbers. So they're on a hot streak this year. Be sure to go check out that podcast and uh, all the reasons why they liked the Broncos last week and, and who they like this week. So uh, so you mentioned other than that week, it was pretty decent for the public. So what were some of the public wins? Yeah, last night, of course, was a big one. Uh, you know, everyone was all over the lines. We weren't getting much on the Raiders, and, and that worked out for the public there. Um, a lot of the 1 o'clock games didn't go in our favor. So Miami was one of them. Minnesota was another. Um, and yeah, uh, Cincinnati, San Fran. Uh, sorry, la sorry, the Chargers-Bears game also was another one. We had a lot of Chargers money as well. So the primetime games hitting uh, wasn't is not good for the book there. Uh, so good for the public on those ones. So let's, uh, we are going to talk about the Bengals, but let's work our way through the slate for week nine in the NFL with, with Joe Burrow working his way back from injury and looking really good against San Francisco. But to start the opening week odds uh, at BetMGM, let's begin with Thursday night football and the Tennessee Titans and the newest rookie of the year du jour candidate. The, the hype train has already begun, going from 150 to 1 down to around 40 to 1 for Will Levis. He's going to get his second start at Pittsburgh this week with a banged-up Kenny Pickett. Where do we stand here uh, on Tuesday morning for Thursday Night Football? Steelers right now are three-point home favorites and a very, very low total of 36. 36, man. <laughs> I it's it's just wild to me. I mean, I want to get to a couple of other games because this is not the only mid thirties game again on the slate this week. And 
Um, to me, it's a quarterback issue, but let's let's go a little bit further into the slate so we the, the audience can hear some of these other games that have low totals as well. But first, we'll start with uh, one of two games in Frankfurt, Germany this year. This one does not have a low total, the Miami Dolphins against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, the highest one of the week here. The, the Frankfurt, Germany gets a, a great game. Chiefs, Dolphins. Chiefs are two and a half point favorites here in a 50 and a five, or sorry, 50 and a half point total. That game kicking off 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, Mo Nawara did his weather column uh, the other day, and some of you may be looking at that weather and thinking maybe I want to bet the under because there's wind and rain in the forecast. I would just let everybody know that the stadium they're playing in has a retractable roof. So in all likelihood, that roof's going to be closed. The other factor here is that the NFL installed a brand-new hybrid turf field at Frankfurt Stadium for this one after players and coaches complained about the surface in games in the past in Germany. So it's the first time that field has ever had a game. Keep an eye on it. If it's slick, if guys aren't having uh, traction issues, then you know maybe we do go over here. But if, if traction is, again, a concern in this Germany game, then maybe a live look to the under might be something to look at there. So... Um, just a couple of factors to keep in mind there. I know I have some people, I've heard some people talking about the weather for this game, but it does have a retractable roof, and I'm pretty sure that they're not going to give the fans in Germany a, a rainy experience. They're going to want that roof closed. So I would expect dome environment conditions here for this uh, potential shootout between the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Okay, Christian, let's look ahead now to the 1 o'clock Eastern time kickoff window here for Week 9. Yeah, Vikings at Falcons. Falcons are four and a half point favorites with a 37 point total. Cardinals Browns. Browns are eight point favorites at home with a 37 and a half point total. Rams Packers. Packers are three point favorites with a 39 and a half point total. Commanders at Patriots. Patriots are three point favorites with a 40 point total. Bears Saints. Saints are seven and a half point favorites at home with a 41 point total. Seahawks, Ravens. Ravens are five and a half point home favorites with a 43 point total. And last of the one o'clock, Bucks, Texans, where Texans are two and a half point home favorites with a 40 point total. Couple of games in this window I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, the first is the, the Buccaneers on the road against the Texans. I've been big on the Texans throughout this year, betting on them in various different weeks. But uh, if you look at closing numbers here, this this line to me should never be three. So I'm keeping an eye on it. We're at a juiced minus two and a half. I think you said Christian minus one fifteen yep. for the Texans. So if this touches three, I'm going to be interested in the Bucks, even if there's a little extra juice on that three. Uh, we'll see if we get to that point. Um, man, a lot of respect at this point for the Ravens. Five and a half at home against the Seahawks. The Seahawks have had issues turning the ball over with Geno Smith. They've had some red zone issues various weeks here and there. They get the win at the last minute against the Browns. Um, it's a lot of points. I mean, that to me, I'm not saying I'm, I want to bet the Seahawks necessarily. I need to dig into this a little bit more, but I'm at least making the observation that the Ravens, you tell me, Christian, this to me signals that the Ravens are pretty much being rated as a top five team in the NFL at this point. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much exactly what it says. Like you said, the Seahawks have been pretty good. <clears throat> They're five and two. Leading the division at this point, which is, you know, no one expected that. Um, so definitely a ton of respect for them at this moment. Yeah, absolutely. And um, 
you know, one of one of the other games here with a low total in this window, we don't know if Matthew Stafford's going to play against Jordan Love. Might be Brett Rippon for the Rams. That game's sitting in the 30s. We have the Vikings game with, you know, we'll see what happens. We're recording this before the NFL trade deadline on Tuesday. Uh, if it is Jaron Hall, the fifth-round rookie out of BYU, you can understand why this total's sitting in the mid-30s as well. We mentioned Thursday night sitting at 36, 36 and a half between the Titans and Steelers. In your experience as the trading manager and when you first started out at BetMGM as well, how often have you seen this many games totaled in the mid-30s in the NFL in recent years? I think the only time I can think back to is the COVID year where there was a lot of games that ended up being super low totals just because half the team was out with COVID or, or you know, a core, big quarterback was out, something like that. But having just straight games like this with this many low totals on, on a whole, the season has been way, way under uh, than, than normally expected. And then a lot of, you know, kind of bad quarterback play or quarterbacks that usually wouldn't see the field are, are playing at this point now. Um, with the quarterback touching the ball every single play, you know, not having a big one is, is tough to score points with. That was going to be my follow-up. What do you attribute it to most? It is just simply the, the quality of quarterbacks on the field at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of teams playing, you know, backup quarterbacks or not the quarterback that they intended to play throughout the season. Uh, I feel like a, a, a lot more on average uh, at this point in the season. Um, so absolutely contributes to it. So one last thing I'll mention about these games with low totals. It may be obvious to some of you, but some of the novice betters, it might not dawn on them. The lower the total, the more valuable the points are. And the tougher it is to cover a spread as a favorite at that point because there's just not many scoring opportunities in those games. So getting three in a game with a total of 36 is a lot different than getting three in a total in a game with a total of 50 and a half. So just, just keep that in mind as well as we move forward here, because there's going to be a lot more of these games, I think for the rest of the season with guys like Aaron Rodgers and, and Kirk cousins out for the season and other quarterbacks on the move and Arizona going to Clayton tune. Um, there's a very easy Chris Berman middle name joke in there somewhere, <laughs> uh, but we'll, we'll move forward here to the late window on Sunday afternoon, the four o'clock Eastern time kickoffs, uh, Christian. Yeah. Colts, Panthers, Colts are two and a half point road favorites with a 44 point total giants, Raiders, Raiders are two and a half point home favorites with a 38 point total Cowboys, Eagles, Eagles are three point home favorites with a 46 point total. Uh, and that's last four o'clocks. Before kickoff on Monday Night Football, uh, I bet the Giants plus three and a half at the Raiders uh, in this one. And we shared it in the lines.com free discord. So if you are not a member of that, be sure to go to the lines.com homepage, top right hand corner. You'll find the little discord icon. You can click on that. Once you're in there, go to the roles server and click on the emojis of the people on our staff that you want to get push notifications from or the sports that you want push notifications for. And as long as you have the Discord app and your notifications turned on for that app, every time somebody on our staff makes a bet, you will get notified of that. And we're sitting pretty uh, good here on some potential CLV on the Giants and Daniel Jones coming back from that neck injury against what is slowly devolving into a dumpster fire with Josh McDaniels in Las Vegas. Other than that, in this window, if we were to get a three on Carolina at home against Indianapolis, 
Uh, to be honest, I was not impressed with the debut of the new offensive play caller, Thomas Brown in Carolina. I was not all that impressed with, um, with Bryce Young in that, in that new look offense coming off a bye. However, Gardner Minshew suffered an ankle injury is probably not going to be a hundred percent in this game. I don't think he's going to miss this game, but I'm not sure he's a hundred percent at this point. He's already one of the lowest graded quarterbacks in the NFL prone to turnovers. So if we get three at home, plus three at home for Carolina, I would be interested in that. And Christian, I'm going to ask you one more follow-up here before we get to prime time, because one of the biggest games of the week is obviously Eagles hosting the Cowboys. We're sitting at three here. Uh, This to me says that there is a very, very small difference between these two teams if they were to be on a neutral field here. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it's kind of that. Plus, division games, they always end up being uh, pretty close as well. So, yeah, it's definitely a small gap. Uh, we'll learn a lot about the Eagles in this next uh, few-week window. I think they go Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys, something like that. So mm-hmm. the rating on the Eagles will be is still out, and you'll know it in a few weeks. Absolute murderer's row coming up for the Eagles here, and whether or not the, the preseason rating is going to stick or not. Very good point by you on that one. Um, if this were to get some Cowboys action and go to two and a half, I'm probably going to take the Eagles here, uh, to be honest with you. Um, I still think they're the most well-rounded team. If you look at that Washington game, although they got off to a slow start, you could make the argument they, they could have scored a 40-burger or a 50-burger in that game with some of the extra turnovers they had down near the goal line. So um, I think this offense is firing on all cylinders. I still have a lot of questions about the defense. I'm not going to lie. I, for whatever reason, they are – struggling to stop the pass um so i maybe the overs to look here honestly in a year full of unders we'll see but um you know we'll, i think this is going to be one of the best games of the year um and whether or not the concerns that the market has had with the eagles in certain weeks this year uh fantastic test here once again against the dallas cowboys who have a much better defense i think most would agree than the miami dolphins who were banged up when they played them a couple of weeks ago Primetime window here, and we do have a good Sunday night football matchup and you know at least an intriguing Monday night football matchup as well. But let's start with Sunday night here, Christian. Yeah, Bills at Bengals. Bengals are three-point home favorites with a 48-point total. And then Monday night football, Chargers, Jets. Chargers are three-point road favorites with a 41.5-point total. Just your personal opinion. Are you surprised the Bengals are three-point favorites in this game? No, not with the way that they've been playing. They started out slow, which is exactly what they did last year, and I believe even the year before. Um, but you can kind of see that they're coming on at this point. There's a ton of questions on that Bills defense, a lot of injuries there. So I think this one kind of makes sense with where they are at home and the, the way that they've been playing as of late. I think this game kind of sets up as the one that's going to get a lot of action on both sides, not just because it's a primetime game, but because of where the number sits and the way we've got to this number. Um if you look back at the playoff game last year, the Bills were a six-point home favorite against the Bengals, which you know a lot of us on our staff thought was silly to begin with, and sure enough, it was. So that was never the right line. The preseason line on this game was Bengals minus one. Now we're up to three. So I've heard arguments from both sides of our staff, Christian. I've heard people saying not only are the Bengals back and they looked great moving the ball and Burrow only had four incompletions against the vaunted 49ers defense, but... Josh Allen may be playing banged up. The defense still has a lot of injuries for Buffalo, and they see, hey, that's how we get the three on this one. And then you have the other side that's saying it's Josh Allen still. 
the look ahead was one. And I don't know how we get to a full three here. I mean, that's that's quite the upgrade for the Bengals at this point, right? I mean, we were talking about the Bengals being maybe a below average team the first month of the season. It's like, you know, it's Groundhog Day again for this team. You know, we see this last couple of years and in a span of a couple of weeks. I mean, this this line implies that they are top six team in the league. Either that or the Bills are not a top six team in the league. One or the other, right? Yeah, I think this is probably one where it's also uh, kind of a feeling out, too, because it's two teams that uh, have kind of shown you mixed bags throughout so far this season. But you know that both teams are very good at their best. So one of those you can certainly argue either way. Um, I I think I agree with you. I think this will be one that the book will be very okay with either outcome because I'm I'm imagining we're going to get pretty good two-sided action. You would love a ton of action and probably the final score to be like 20 to 17. Yep, <laughs> right? that'll be the ideal goal. Yeah, <laughs> A lot of over bets will be coming in that one too. Absolutely. Any final thoughts for you on Monday Night Football here? I know the Chargers look you know, better against the Bears, but it was the Bears and you know, playing the Jets defense this week on the road. We're waiting for the real Chargers to please stand up at this point, it seems. Yeah, I mean, the Jets have played good teams close, too. So I, I think this is another one, actually, the book will be okay with because I think we'll actually end up with some cl- at least close to two-sided action. I'm sure it'll be lean, leaning chargers, but I bet we'll get a decent amount of Jets bets there because while it's still Zach Wilson, that defense has shown that they can uh, they can stop very powerful, strong teams. Absolutely. And in the playoff picture in the AFC, it's enormous because the Steelers and the Browns are in the six and seven seeds sitting at four and three right now. The Jets are four and three as the eight seed. And then the Chargers are theoretically only one game back at three and four in the AFC as well. So big tiebreaker scenarios here potentially as we try and sort out the uh, the wild card spots in the AFC. Christian, as always, we appreciate the insight, the expertise, the behind-the-scenes look over at BetMGM. For the rest of you, be sure to check out the Beat the Closing Number podcast with Eli and Mo. They'll also be back with the rest of their bets for week number nine on Thursday, and it'll be up on the YouTube page on Friday as well. And the NFL Megapod with myself, Adam Candy, and Matt Brown will be out on Saturday on our YouTube page as well as our podcast feed. If you enjoyed the video, be sure to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, let us know down in the comments if uh, you are making any bets here early in the week for week number nine. If you're listening on audio, five-star review. We would really appreciate that. helps us go a long way here to uh, add some more audience and, and just keep the momentum going here for um, you know all the great support you guys have already given us at this point. For Christian Cipollini, I'm Steven Andres. Best of luck with your bets in week number nine.